I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the PowerCat podcast, gopowercat.com's Kansas State Athletics show. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the GPC studios, here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the Overtime. It is the Power Cat Overtime Podcast, your Friday fun day, ridiculous, stupid thing we do every week. How's that for advertising? Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, Midnight Carmody, and Gills Gilbert right here with a couple of weird dogs bringing you podcasting magic with sound effects. Dude, quit wiping your face on the chair. You freaking weirdo. My God. They're like animals. <laughs> he's such a sweet dog. And he's real smart, too, Mom. Watch. Shake hands, Astro. Reach for reach you. Well, that means pleased to meet you. Animals. Speaking of animals, hope everyone's hanging out at Wabash Station and having a good time. Man. Cole Carmody, big series in Waco, big baseball series in Waco. It's going to be fun. Man. Huge, actually. It I mean, really is. It, it's the biggest series since 2013. Let's hope the bus doesn't break down at the team hotel. <laughs> well, Then we'll begin to suspect that Baylor is doing this. I'm glad I'm not going to Waco. But seriously, it's my least, it really is my least favorite town. In the Big 12. Not Lubbock? It's my least favorite trip is Lubbock. Okay. My least favorite town is Baylor, is Waco. They're both pretty equal to me because of the trips and what the cities are. That's why I like TCU being added because Fort Worth's a good trip. It's cool. Hey. Hey, man, turn that crap off, you young wild stallion. Man. We're sponsored by The Fridge. Make sure you get into The Fridge whenever you get into Manhattan. And Cole needs some bourbon because now he has a cough. I was coughing. That was you? Yep. Oh, I boy. blame the dogs, but yes. Okay. Did I really send you the wrong question skills? Yes. Ah, uh, what were they? Were they yesterday's? <laughs> yeah, so. Well, here's the questions on this little piece of paper that I printed off. Good for me. Here you what? go, Gills. It's a good thing you... Uh, oh, am I doing it? Okay. Yeah, yeah go yeah. ahead. Is that a nice little intro to the There we go. Here's a question. Gills, take it away. First question of the overtime is from Chris66204. Has Fitz ever ordered a code red for an infraction? And if so, what did it entail? Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're damn right I did. No, I have not. I've not beaten any employees. Mm. Let's let's take a note here. Beat Gills later. Again. Uh, Man. No. I don't get. It's been a long time since I've even been mad. 
Like, I get frustrated once in a while. Well, I remember a certain time. You do? Yeah. When? It was like my first experience ever. I wasn't even in the group text, but I was watching a basketball game with Gills. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, I did lose it on that one. So, no, I have never ordered a, a Code Red. My favorite time in Aggieville, though, is when a solicitor would come in and bug my our front desk people. Because we, we always had someone during office hours to take phone calls when we had a magazine because we had subscribers that had to pay through us. Mm-hmm. Someone would come in and start bugging them. And I would go up there and get all stern and mean. Hey, this is a place of work. You need to get your ass out of here. Were they scared of you? I'm a 300-pound, <laughs> angry, six-foot-three man. Yeah, I don't know if they were scared, but they left. So, okay, that's the next question. That didn't work. All right, we'll try it again with Chris66204. Again, if the GPC crew was a morning drive time radio show, what would you call yourselves, i.e. Zach Attack, G-Money, Fester, and the the Gimp? The Jimp? What? The Gimp? I don't know. That G-I-M-P. The Gimp. The Gimp, yeah. okay. I don't know who that is. I'm Zach Attack, clearly, in that I've got to be G-Money. I think Fitz is Fester, so you're a Gimp? Cool. Wow. Or they forgot about me. They could have, yeah. I always wanted to have uh, a sports talk show called, like, the the Morning Circus or something because it would devolve into crap mm-hmm. like monkeys throwing at each other. That's pretty much what my morning show would be like. I always thought it'd be cool to do a serious XM show. I mean, think about Howard Stern. He's just completely free of any rules. I mean, you can do that with a podcast, but still people are like, Oh, you cursed on a podcast. I mean, Howard talks about anything on that thing. Joe Rogan doesn't care. Even, even before he was on serious XM, he was still Yeah, but he was crazy. getting in trouble for it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Joe Joe Rogan kind of lets it go on his podcast. Now he's in trouble though, so. Well, he's going to be in trouble forever because he went corporate. Yeah. He's going to regret that so much. They've erased some of his podcasts. I saw that. So you bought the rights to his show to delete some. Spotify uh, Spotify has backed up Joe Rogan for the most part. Well, they better they invested a lot of money in exactly and he probably, his lawyers probably put a lot into his contract that you violate this by editing me. I hope. I mean, the last, whatever the last controversy was last week, Spotify came out and said, yeah, we're still with Joe. And I remember you know, years gonna ago. going to say some stuff you don't like. When cancel culture was just starting and someone said, I'm going to call your boss. And I'm like, okay, my number is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd have fun doing unfiltered show. I would have fun. Uh, you guys know this. I am a very good cursor. I can deliver it in fine fashion. Almost like art. I, if I had a name, like an alter ego name on a radio show, it would be Vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> what was your name? Um, G-Money? Yeah, G-Money. G-Money, Vitamin C, and Zach Attack here. The Morning Circus <laughs> Sports Extravaganza and Boner Fest. <laughs> Cole, what are you doing tonight? Uh, I don't know. We need to do that radio show ASAP. We've actually talked about doing a DJ show, which is a little different than a, a, a morning drive time show, but blaring rap music and on the, on the student station and having fun with it. 
Nice. That'd be fun. I just remembered, I think Rob Casty and his sidekick Tom Copy, that might have been the name of their show on 91.9 back what? in the day. What? Sports extravaganza and something. <laughs> it was awesome. It was really good. I love the, uh, whoever did the Masters updates, I think it's the guy out of Memphis. And they just had a, he was just rapping along and giving Masters results. Oh my God, it was incredible. What happened to him? He did it again this year. Oh, he did? Yeah. I didn't it was good. It. He had to look for it. But uh, vitamin C, Zach Attack, and what was yours? G Money. G Money. Maybe G Easy. No one's come out with that one yet. G Easy? You think G Easy is a good nickname? <laughs> yep. Why? G for Gills Gilbert. You know, G Easy is an actual person that exists. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Cool. That's like, that's like being like, my name's Sharon. I'm a big G fan, so that's And fine. I'm going to make my nickname Cher. You know, if I say something, I mean it. These things happen. Yeah. If I ever said I'm never scared, just know I mean it. That's nice. That's, that's, the, that's the analogy. Maybe I should be limp tea. We're off to a good start here. Uh, from King Jim seventy seven. What is your go to food after a night of drinking? Ooh. You know, this is Eats weird. It. As the fat guy, I'm not. I don't eat after drinking. Oh, I and my little tiny wife. Every time she has a couple drinks, I need a burger. I mean, it's like she gets possessed. One time we were. I think it was before the uh, one of the Texas Bowls. She had me. She was. Not even that drunk, but drunk. And she had me driving to find a Whataburger at 2 a.m. <laughs> like, I don't want to be driving around Houston at 2 a.m. <sighs> she was just talking about the mac cheese grilled cheese with bacon on it down oh. at the varsity truck. She's like, oh, yeah, let's go down there. And I'm like, what, are we going to Uber? I'm drunk. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't typically eat one, although it's a good idea. It's pizza for me. I miss having Jeff's. Oh, God. Yeah, if I I probably would, I would eat if I was inclined to do Because that's what that pizza was. Like, that was was the peak of that establishment was a 2.30 a.m. slice. Mm-hmm. Soak for some three of that bucks. up, man. But you could even just go in there and get pizza. At it. it was a normal price. It wasn't super expensive. Like if you just instead of getting like Domino's or whatever you wanted to do, I would say that it was easy. it's cheaper to go to a Domino's or Papa John's during the day and get a better pizza instead of paying more for a Jeff's. I like Jeff's though. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. After two a.m., Jeff's is good. That's Pizza Shuttle. I, think I agree. Jeff's was fine. Pizza I Shuttle is disgusting. Though. Yes, I agree. Our apologies to Scott Fritchin if you're listening. I had Pizza Shuttle last week. It was mm. okay. Then again, my taste is kind of uh. Pizza Shuttle has the best cheese bread in town, though. I will yeah. I will contend with that. <coughs> Gee, you all right over there? Too many cigarettes, yeah. He's doing a lot of smoking lately. Yep. It's really embarrassing. What about pepperoni bricks? Oh, my God. You like that little plug in there? Oh, we got to go to the high-low as soon as possible. Those things are ridiculous. I think I would like to just lay on the bar and have someone rub pepperoni bricks all over me. <laughs> just shirtless. 
rubbing pepperoni bricks. This is this is the weirdest overtime podcast we have ever done. Uh, I'm going to answer the question. Start. I'm going to answer the question so we don't have to think about shirtless fits. <laughs> um, actually, when I get drunk, I eat. Like it's bad. I usually don't eat a lot before I drink because I know that if I'm drinking that night, I'm going to be hungry later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll drink. And then magically, I'll always find my way at DP Doe in Aggieville. Mm. Is it good? I actually really like it. It's a calzone place, right? Yeah. Now, again, a lot of that is because your taste buds are enhanced when you're drunk. Mm -hmm. But I will say, that place is amazing. You just can't get there at 2 a.m. when the bars close. I don't stay at the bars until they close because I feel like you're a psychopath if you stay that long. Oh, man, I'm a psychopath. Gills, you psychopath too? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he leaves at midnight. That's, no, I, that, no, that's why he's named Midnight. I don't know. I guess I'm just old. My birthday is actually, if you're listening to this, my birthday is probably the day you're listening to this on Friday. So there you go. And I'll go to Fat Shack. I've been to Fat Shack a few times. I think Fat Shack is... The burgers are amazing. I haven't had a burger from there, but I've had the Holy, they're the closest thing to Whataburger in town. Not Sonic? Sonic's okay, but no, Fat Check is just ridiculous. It's a little overpriced. Are we talking the the taste or just what, I don't know, what's your, the the taste, taste, yeah. Really? Greasy, cheesy, unhealthy. It's named Fat Check for (laughs) God dang it. It's it's just, hey, welcome to Fat Check. We're going to kill you. Have you had their sandwiches? No, I don't think so. They have one called the Fat Doobie. Okay. And it's chicken tenders with mozzarella sticks. And I want to say honey mustard. Mm-hmm. And it's all in the sandwich. It's really good. By Fries the way. too, probably, right? There's a bunch of them. By the way, that is healthy. That's a number of food groups all in one. Oh, for sure. You've got your meat group. you got your dairy group. you got your fried group. you got your bread group. you got your honey mustard group. Man, that's a good food pyramid you just built. From King Jim 77, if you could design your own college major, what would it be and what would the core classes be? You know what mine is. Brewology. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Brewing and distilling. I, I Dang it, K-State offer brewing and distilling. They kind of have something like that. They need to have a major. They they offer golf course management by fusing together business and, and turf agronomy classes. Why not do brewing and distilling and grain sciences and other things, whatever? It's a huge industry now. You would attract students. This is where I'm at with secondary education. Are we secondary? What is what is college? Third dairy? No. Fourth dairy? Uh, it is higher education. Higher education. you got to have your niche, and I think K-State should have ag and engineering degrees that work, that That'll get you a job. I'm telling you, folks, if your kid's going to school and has any ag background, if they aren't going into grain sciences or milling, they're insane. Those kids are leaving, making more money out of school than I make right now. It's They are so in demand, and it's such a valuable degree. I think brewing and distilling is such a huge thing. And you stop and think about it. Well, I'm the, what is it, brewmaster, brew, brew boss, brew... Whatever you like. Brewerian. Those are just on-the-job learning. But there's a lot of science that would go into the mixing of grains and different hops and the flavor notes, if you want to call it that. Yeah. I mean, bourbons and all of those things are just, they're huge. 
my major would be coaching at a higher education level. It's not a bad idea. Because there's lots of, you know, you can, they have coaching classes for people who want to go into coaching, but that's usually at the high school level and, you know, coaching your kids and that kind of stuff. But unless you're an athlete or you know somebody getting involved in collegiate sports, getting involved in professional sports is not exactly easy. And there's really good high school coaches that could coach at the college level that never get the chance because they don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. So I think if they had a program to teach coaches how to coach at that level, you know, it would make it would make it a lot easier for coaches to get involved in things. And I think you would actually have the coaches that want to coach at that level. They would probably be a little bit more dedicated. You wouldn't have these coaches like Les Miles just getting recycled. So I think if that were an I think option, at this point he's idea. literally being recycled. <laughs> I think they took him out and put him amongst the cans and said, Les, just stay there. I'm going to recycle you. Mine would be cryptocurrency finance. That's, That's another great. good one. Because there's so much stuff that the regular person <clears throat> just doesn't know. There's so much behind the scenes work that I think you could make a full degree out of it. Add in NFTs too. Mm-hmm. Like an thing. advanced economics type thing. Yeah. Modern economics. Contemporary economics. The thing is, though, a lot of degrees that I would create, they need to be taught by somebody that's under 30 and doesn't have an advanced degree. And maybe doesn't have a college degree, you know, being TikTok famous. I'm not saying that should be a degree, but there's a, on it, man. there's a science, there's a science to algorithms and, yeah. and, and social media and just being present in a digital space. And there's ways you can be successful that are learnable, quite well, frankly. I, I, one of the people I follow on TikTok, that's right, I'm on TikTok, is uh, a professor from Maryland. And that's what she teaches. She's one of the most recognized experts in social media algorithms and understanding how Facebook works. I mean, as many of your generation that are going into social media type jobs, I think that's that's a very valuable degree. It's kind of funny when people like the know-it-alls on TikTok, well, why should we take your advice? Well, she has her master's in these type of things. So, yeah. Gills, what would you teach? You guys had great answers. I mean, I don't know. I was you just want to teach five on five at the wreck. <laughs> Literally, yeah. If you followed me on Twitter, you'll know that. Mm. I'm very passionate about that or mm. the lack of five on five. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Anything else? Any other suggestions, guys? Help me out here. Social interactions. A doctor of social interactions. You. How to take a good selfie with Nestor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nestor. It's your second shout out on the podcast that you don't listen to. He should. I think. I think Gil should be the professor in grilling or not. Or not grilling chicken, but making chicken in a seared pan. Because yeah. if you don't know, everybody listening, the only thing that he eats is salad and chicken and from the stovetop and nuts. That's weird. That it's is healthy. weird. It What's is not weird? weird, Cole. That's that's a twenty-two-year-old's diet. That's weird. What? What is? Um, I don't mean this. To come out the way it is, but what are your favorite nuts? <laughs> Cashews are my favorite. Okay. And then sunflower seed is, I guess it's a seed, but, and then almonds. Okay. Those are my go-to. Hey, Alexa, volume eight. Hey, Alexa, are cashews nuts? Yes. Cashew nuts are nuts. Are almonds nuts? Oh, hey, Alexa, like Simon says. Hey, Alexa, are almonds nuts? Yes, almond is nuts. 
<laughs> wow. That bitch just took down all of it. Wow. I, I thought one of them was like a like a legume. Some of them are, yeah. I don't know if cashews are nuts. I really she don't. She said it, though. I don't think she's crazy. I think. Alexa, are you nuts? I am quite unusual. That's true. There we go. <laughs> Shall we? Let's go on. From KSU Alvi, welcome to the site. Alvi. I don't think we've seen that name nice. before. The second post. Or maybe it was his first post, but his post counter shows two. I'm going to change it to like two million. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that guy's had a lot of posts. I don't remember him once. <laughs> what is an event that you'd want to make a movie about? For example, The Big Short. This is an easy one for me. This is March oh. March 12th, 2020, mm. when everything shut down. Everything March shut 11th, down. which is March 11th. March 11th. Yeah. Uh, well, March 12th, um, K-State was playing TCU, and I can vividly remember being at the game when looking at Twitter and – Rudy Gobert tests positive for coronavirus, and they have to cancel the game, and everybody's freaking out. And then literally three minutes later, the Big 12 comes out over the, the speakers and says, oh, there will be no fans attending the games tomorrow. And everybody's just sitting there booing them because they're like, this is ridiculous. You, everybody, when you went to go to the bathroom, I remember specifically walking up the concourse to the bathroom, and people were like looking at each other weird like – not knowing what to do and there was like a million people in line washing their hands and it felt like a scene from world war z i mean it was just it was like we're we gonna turn into zombies is everybody gonna die yeah it was so weird because remember the fred hoiberg thing yep mm-hmm. where they took him to the hospital because yep. he was dying and it turned out he just had like the flu and didn't feel well yeah that was just the craziest i mean it literally i mean you had we had no idea people we thought you would die as soon as you got it i mean you just yep. Had no idea. And I, honestly, Zach, I think that was the last recorded case of flu in American history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was so weird. I, I uh, remember, you know, checking out of the media hotel and leaving the next morning, and everyone was just like, uh, "What? What's going on here?" And I thought I need to get home right after I go to Jack Stack. <laughs> but it was going to be fifteen days, so I bought four pounds of meat. I'm going to be 15 days to, man, I needed to buy Jack Stack to have enough meat to get through that lockdown. Wow. I think that would be a boring movie. Like a docu, it's, docu, little docu-series? I think a documentary. documentary. Like, it's so recent, and we've been locked up for so long, I don't want to relive it. Well, not right now, eventually. I think it'd be a, we just started watching the documentary Fire. Oh, the Fire, Fire Fest? Festival. Oh. Yeah. That that's a that's a really well done documentary. Which one? The Hulu one or the Netflix one? Netflix one. The Netflix one. Oh yeah. Netflix one's better, but watch them both because okay. they're good. Do you, what do you think of uh, Job Rule so far? Well, we're just early into it, but I, I'm just struck by immediately these guys put off. They're in over their head and they're total scammers and idiots. I mean, when the guys passed out on the beach, <laughs> I mean. There's nothing impressive about him. I don't know how he's such a great scam artist. But anyhow, it was about a festival that was supposed to take place in the Caribbean on Pablo Escobar's island. And initially. Initially. And it was supposed to be just incredible. It's ridiculous. But now he's going to jail or in jail. He's, yeah, he's in prison for seven years. But yep. I think he's like probably close to halfway done. Maybe like maybe he's got five years left. I don't you got a movie, though? When I put that question, I thought I would have one. I don't really have 
a good idea off the top of my head. I don't do a lot of movies. That's the thing. I like going to movies, but how about how about a sports movie called They Said It Couldn't Be Done? Bill Snyder. Well, we there. Well, go ahead and ask that question. Oh, really? It's, it's late. I put it later, but I should have put them together. But that's from Wagcat, I assume. We're all eagerly, eagerly awaiting D. Scott's book on Bill Snyder. Who plays the role of Bill Snyder once the book is turned into a movie? Oh. There was an actor that actually I thought could do it. Eric I, I, Stone Street. <laughs> <laughs> I think Larry David as Bill Snyder would be hilarious. <laughs> it's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, they kind of look similar. They're just the personalities are completely different. The but it's acting. Is, the problem is you have to find somebody age appropriate. I mean, he's age appropriate now. Right. But... 89. You need to find someone in there like 50 years old. That... Or just put Larry David in a young suit, put him in makeup. I mean, he's like the only one I could think that would look anything like Bill. Yeah. We need the Facebook app where what star do you look like and put in his photo. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've thought about that before. The thing about it is by movie standards, you know, they don't win anything until like 2003. I mean, 98, if they'd won, gone to the national title game, that would have been the perfect ending to the movie. But no. I guess 2003, because Oklahoma was the greatest team ever. I don't even know how you do the time frame to either. get it. I don't know how you'd condense Bill Snyder's career into a based on true events, two and a half hour movie or three hour movie. I don't know. Maybe you know, it ends with the North Texas victory. Uh, you're right. I'm looking forward to D. Scott's book. If you don't know, I don't know if it's public, but he and Coach got together and Coach read from his personal diary. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Coach's autobiography written by Bill Snyder, but we we know how that works. So all of his speaker notes from the spring games? D. Oh, my Scott God. It's going to be knows. an entire book about the library. <laughs> the Kansas State Library, if it's his speech notes. The greatest documentary would be the the – Oklahoma football game bombing. That's a, that would actually be a good. I mean, it really is. I've talked to some people about doing it, but they're like, "Well, that wasn't a bombing. That was unintentional." I said, "No, it was intentional, but they've covered that up. They have completely covered that thing up." David Bourne, former U.S. Senator, Oklahoma University president, did a masterful job of covering up what happened that day. It was a suicide. No, it wasn't. He tried to get in the stadium. He had a backpack bomb. When he sat down and adjusted it, it went off. It wasn't a suicide. Well, who's ever done that as a suicide that isn't intended to kill someone else? Was, that whole thing was crazy. Just crazy. I've got movie ideas. I'm just not going to share them on a podcast. One of you will steal it, make a big mega motion picture, become a billionaire and say, Fitz who? Fitz who? We'd invite you to the red carpet. That'd be great. The humans will be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. The ads are done. Speak humans. Another question from KSU Alvey. If you owned a racehorse, what would you name it? <laughs> oh. <clears throat> oh. Have you... I watched the Derby and some of these names. Soup and Sandwich? Really? You named your horse <laughs> Soup and Sandwich? I know there was a tie there to some... Campbell's. It was the Campbell's family is what it was. Really? Yeah, so like a descendant, I don't know. But, yeah, some of these names are just ridiculous. Um, I'm not sure. I'd probably name it after one of my dogs. I'd name it, like, third place, <laughs> second place. <laughs> second place is up in a first. You know, here like, it comes. Like naming your city league softball team no game scheduled? Mm-mm. Yeah. So you keep getting forfeits and you just drink? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably I'd name them after my dogs. Like, my, my favorite... Scottish Terrier we had was named Dexter, so maybe like Dexter's Day. Yeah. And Dude's Fro. I don't think mine would be air appropriate. Oh. Wow. You have a bleep button, don't you, Fitz? Yeah, I got a bleep button. What is it? My mother listens to the podcast, so I'm not going to say. Wow. Wow. Now you get a now she's gonna listen and be like, Cole, Cole, what why are you talking inappropriately on the podcast? And coming down the home shred, it's that son of a <laughs> son of a is taking a lead. He's got a head lead. Oh my son of a is the winner. <laughs> oh, boy, that's gonna be a lot of work. <laughs> I'd pick like photo finish, backstretch, quarter pole. <laughs> <laughs> this is so confusing. Oh. Gills, you got anything? My creativity skills today are No, apparently down. not. Apparently not. Uh, let's see. Um, what if you named him Lake Toast? Sea Biscuit Lake Toast? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but when, who came up with Sea Biscuit? Doesn't make any sense. I like that. Some of these names people come up with are like, what are you doing? That's a that's a living, breathing horse. Why are you naming it's that? River Muffin. <laughs> River Muffin. <laughs> uh, Does Robert Kraft have a horse in, like, the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, I don't think so, but he should. I think he would name it Robin. Jeez. I'm going to be bleeping out a lot of stuff here. From Ema PT, once the construction that is all over MHK right now is done, which will be never. Never? What do you mean? What's what? next? It's going to be more Kimball. Do you want a real more construction? Yeah, they're going all the way down Kimball with re-presenting it, basically. It's like, going to look very nice. It's going to look it's incredible. It's going to be very frustrating. For a long time for all of us that live here. And the way they're doing it, there's no way they can avoid football seasons, I don't think. 
I mean, there's going to be some miserable football seasons until they get it done. But that whole Kimball corridor is going to look, in five years, I think it's going to look completely different. It's going to be landscaped, wide sidewalks, trees, football complex across the street, condos, all of that. Well, and we've talked about it. We talked about it privately with Aggieville getting its first garage. You believe they're going to go vertical in Aggieville. I think they will. And there'll be more and more vertical, you know, six, seven story apartment buildings on that corner of campus. I think the first, the first person, whoever owns enough buildings in Aggieville, I think they'll say, we're just going to tear them all down. And then build a complex. The, the first one that's going to happen, I truly believe, is the Laramie Plaza. I mean, they're not really upkeeping those where Jeff's Pizza was. Yeah. Um, there's some vacancies. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the grand plan for them is to take it all down and and put a garage for residents with apartments like on the third, fourth, fifth floors. And put Which would be pretty street awesome. side businesses. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, a few street side businesses. I think they are talking about the twelfth street end being businesses. I think eventually Manhattan Christian College is mm-hmm. gonna go bye bye. You do? Why? I do. I I know for a fact that they've had to cut a lot of stuff. Their enrollment is way down. And I just think with everything growing around it, I mean they're gonna build those new It'll become too valuable. Yeah. I mean, they would be smart, honestly, to sell everything off because that's that land is going to be worth a lot of money here pretty soon. Just build a brand new gym. Too. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever. I don't know what their endowment is, but I can't ever see them I mean, selling. I think. I mean, within like the next thirty years or so. That's That'd be a really wide prediction. I mean, it's been around since nineteen twenty-seven. I'm not going to be happy because when I go to church, the music's always awesome because. Those, so many of those kids go there for Christian music degrees. Mm-hmm. And there's our, well, in their degrees, there's dual degrees. <clears throat> I mean, most of the kids that get their degree at MCC are dual degree at K-State, which mm-hmm. is smart on MCC's part. That's right. how they keep up enrollment. But I, I just, I think that they've had to cut like two or three sports within the last year. And I mean, that's not necessarily a lot. Maybe sports go away. Maybe the school stays. But it wouldn't surprise me if they had to, if anything, shrink their campus a little bit because that land is extremely yeah, valuable. It is. Uh, they built a brand new gym. They're invested for a good amount of time. I I'm had a cross degree. I majored in journalism, mass communications, and sin while I was in school <laughs> with a, uh emphasis in redemption. So that was my degree work. From... BB. That was a nice, like, dramatic pause. <laughs> Do you prefer a window or aisle seat? Well, uh, aisle. I'm fat. Window. Window. Yeah, I'll always window. take the aisle. By the way, if we're on a Southwest flight, um, I'm the right size to make sure if there's one vacant seat, it gets in our middle seat. Because at 6'3", and I'm freakishly tall from the waist up, and big, I can... Give that little lean on the armrest so when people come down the aisle, they're like, there's no place for me to sit in the middle. Mm-hmm. Or it can backfire, and this the flight is indeed completely full, and the last guy in looks exactly like me, and that has happened. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. I made a friend. I think Gil's eye was in a relationship with his thigh. <laughs> Gil's has to sit in the middle if you guys have to go. You're the skinniest one. Hmm. 
Hmm. Guess I'm not going. <laughs> I get. I don't get like sick, but I get kind of. I don't know. I get nervous and stuff like that on a plane. So if I can look out the window, it helps me calm yeah. my nerves. But that's why I prefer it. I don't really care for the aisle. I mean, even though I'm tall, I'm not. You know. Yeah. Big. So. I like being able to know where I am. I don't like being inside. I don't. I hate it when the window seat person just shuts the yeah. shuts oh, the yeah. them. That's the worst. Shuts the window. You know, at least like during like takeoff and landing, like leave it open so we can see outside. Mm-hmm. You know, give us you know a, an estimation of when we're going to touch the ground. Maybe I'm with you. You know, don't just leave it shut. If you're sleeping in the middle, yeah, that's fine. I like sleeping in the window seat. Have you ever you can been lean up against the wall, dead asleep? And touchdown scares the living crap out of you and wakes you up. I don't think I've ever been woken up by the landing. I've been woken up towards the end where it's like, hey, five minutes. And then you wake up and it's less than five minutes. And you're like, oh, we're on the ground now. But never, I've never been jolted awake. I can't sleep on a plane. Yeah, I'm too nervous. Well, I'm either. too tall. I mean. Uh, too I'm, nervous to mm-hmm. sleep? I gotta, if, what if something happens, Zach? I got to know what's going on. Hmm. Um, I'm 6'3 with a 32-inch inseam. So, like, the headrest hits me between my shoulder blades. So, no. I, I'm that guy that had, does the head bob where your head's kind of rolling around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have a neck pillow? No. I'm not going to carry that on. Yeah. A neck be... pillow is a one-time use purchase. I would... You never take – if you buy a neck pillow – you're never going to use that neck pillow on a plane again. Yeah, you're just going to buy one at the airport. I would. That's what I did. I would do that if I was going overseas. I mean, if I was flying 12 hours or something, yeah, I'm buying a neck pillow. Hell, the only way I'll do that is if I can afford first class. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, Don't even need a neck pillow at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm mean, laying flat. They'll, t- they'll bring someone up from coach to hold your head for you. <laughs> you pay so much in first class. We upgraded uh, for not very much our flight from Kona, Hawaii to L.A. to first class, and it was just flipping awesome. They're bringing us drinks and watching movies on the iPads they gave us. I want to fly on Etihad in there. I think they call it the residence. It's like above first class. You have like a whole like apartment, basically. You get a shower. You get a bed. There's two seats. Even though there's one ticket for this seat, there's like two seats in there. Like you could have, you could probably invite people into your little suite, but there's only one per plane, and you get mm. to, you either get to board first, or you get to board last, and then they have a butler with that's like only yours, white gloves. How much would this cost? We're talking like lots and lots of cards at, that are autographed. At a, at some point, why wouldn't you just, like, get a private jet? Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, if you're flying from wherever to Abu Dhabi, that's an expensive private jet. You just wanted to work in that word, didn't you? <laughs> hey, I'm curious. Do you guys like to make small talk to the passenger next no. to you? I love that. It's my favorite part. Oh, my God. No. So, uh, I was coming back from a game. I don't even remember where. It was probably basketball because I was flying by myself. And um, I had been up late working and an early flight. And the guy, bless him, he was a very nice guy, said, I, I like to talk on flights, but I don't want to annoy you. Do you mind talking? And I said, I normally wouldn't mind, but I've been up working all night and I'm going to check out. So I'm just gone. I always I, I've met I, some pretty cool people on flights, though. 
coming back from the PGA championship two years ago in New York, there was a girl that sat next to me on the plane mm. and we talked for like most of the flight. Mm. She was really cool. Didn't get her number or anything. We should have asked. Did she have a ring on? No. Mm. Pretty sure she was single. It's funny though. Is I'm pretty sure this is why you're single. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny as we parted ways, you know. But it's a, it's KCI, and then she ends up on my shuttle back to the parking lot. That did not go where I thought I was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> she ends up, and it's like, oh hi again. You know, it's like, oh, this is awkward. So well, bye. <laughs> I broke up with you in the full plane landed. Yeah. I always think of planes, trains, and automobiles whenever I hear of people talking on the plane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just could, oh, God. That just would be awful. I could not imagine. I, I'm not, I can't talk to people on the plane because I'm the person that always has their headphones in and is mm. trying to avoid all human interaction when I'm on the plane. But... I could not imagine. My that. favorite thing to do is um, certain airlines, when you check in, you know, you can upgrade your seat and they'll like offer you 30 bucks for first class upgrade or 40 bucks. And I did that one time. I was coming back to Kansas City and I was going to meet some friends um, after it landed. And um, I can't remember where I was flying from. I wasn't that far, but they, the seat next to me in first class was open. So they brought a uh, soldier and put him in the seat. And he said, man, I've never been in first class before. And I said, I don't normally do it, but it's pretty cool. And I bought him a drink. By the time the drink arrived, he was dead asleep because those chairs are so much more comfortable and they're wider. He was gone. He slept all. He goes, I'm so excited to be up here. Just out. <laughs> you bought him a drink in first class? They're free. No, so, no, no. Not on that airline? No. no. Uh, I miss air They'll bring like wine or stuff, but no. I uh, Okay. Yeah, AirTran, you could pay like 50 bucks and you get a bag, move up to the front. It's the best mm. experience ever. Is that like the Spirit Big Seat? Uh, I think, well, AirTran was be- is better than Spirit, right? Spirit's the anus of airlines. <laughs> really is. But um, I've heard nothing but horror stories, but they do have the big front seat thing you can pay extra. That's the thing is they, their flights are so cheap, but oh, would you like a seat that's actually comfortable? Okay, that'll be $50. Would you like to bring luggage? Would you like a carry-on? Would you like to use the restroom? <laughs> Last question from Chris66204. You know what's good about this podcast is by the time I cut everything that needs to be cut, it's going to be 20 minutes long. We had a lot of stuff. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this whole podcast is just going to be us talking about all the stuff we cut. And it's just this. Remember when we did that bit about Abu Dhabi? Ah, that was a funny bit. Too bad it got cut. Cole's racehorse. Yeah. Cole's racehorse. Yeah, yeah. Toga parties. Wired or tired? Oh, tired at this point. I have a great story about this. I was so happy. This was one of the questions that that was in the because we were talking about it yesterday. Were we talking about it we're yesterday? We were talking about Togo Party yesterday. Oh, yeah, we were talking about it yesterday. They're yeah. tired, though. Yeah, they're tired. They they weren't even that cool when they were cool. You know what I mean? What is the cool date night party attire Jersey right theme? now? That's not cool. I mean, 80s, we had fun with that. Like, like you know, dressing up like a jock and are they neon. doing? Are they doing 90s and 2000s yet? Are people Not having two thousands nights? I saw on TikTok that somebody had like a, a two thousand fourteen night and it was just 
ridiculous because it was seven years ago. There's like not that much socks. has changed. There's a there's a there's a party theme of golf bros and tennis. You can ladies. Throw. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that's pretty popular. Um, but I, on the toga party question, I I never have actually been to a toga party. I just feel like it's like ingrained in popular culture. And it's for the fraternal men. Yes. Because it's for manual house. It's a fraternity thing. Yeah. So I, I couldn't, I don't know. I just, what's the point? Like, what are you supposed to wear? Just I don't, I don't think of the Pike house when I was there, we ever had one. I mean, the movies from 78, which was, you know, my 78, 79 was my freshman year of high school. By the time I was in college, 82 on, it was already getting tired. I mean, you know, wasn't that cool a concept? I mean, you put a freaking sheet on, but the end, we're talking about a movie that was 43 years ago. That freaks me out when I think about things from my lifetime that are that old. Mm. It, it's crazy. What was it I ran into the other day that um, we're, we're having a fraternity event. We have one every summer. And I said... I said, hey, guys, not to say that we're old, but we're the same age to the guys who are in the house right now that are pledging the house right now as guys serving in World War II were to us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> I mean, think about it. So World War II started for the U.S. in 41. I joined the house in 82. That's 41 years ago, guys. So that's the equivalent of 1980. Being a freshman in 1980 is the same. That's incredible to me. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it was the middle of World War II, 39, whatever. Yeah. 40 years ago. It's wild. That just makes me feel old. You're not old, Fitz. Ah. Uh, you know, in my experiences on TikTok, there was a lot of things I thought I'd see. I have seen a lot of things. I've had one TikTok that blew up, not moderately, by TikTok standards, but 75K views. That's not bad. It's pretty good. Pretty good. And it was because I was making fun of a guy <laughs> who's younger than me, like a year younger than me, but he acts old. I thought I'd encounter weird stuff on TikTok, but I never ever expected to to encounter trans elderly. <laughs> he identifies as a 75-year-old man and he's only 55. <laughs> I didn't know trans elderly was a thing and if you're trans elderly out there, I accept you for that. That's one in the podcast with that. We should probably end the podcast on that. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Power Cat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.